Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We're exclusive on the production. Your experience just got serious. You're listening to season three of Gotham Coach. Who would have thought this show would be three seasons deep talking sneakers and basketball while expressing their occasional dislike for UPS? Well, if you were one of those people who didn't believe in the hype, the fine folks in the exclusive breakdown would like to speak to you from the heart. Fuck you. Now, here's your host, Tyrone Smith. Hey, yo, man. I ain't even gonna camp right now. But right now, I'm not feeling very, very good right now. Just because I'm cramped up at this desk on my desktop computer. And I had to put together this episode. And I told myself that I was going to assign roles with each one of my devices. So, my, my laptop was designed for me to record podcasts and for me to do promo vids for episodes that I have in the pot but don't nobody want a brother to be great I mean a brother just can't be great so welcome to God I'm coach my back hurt Cause I can't just I can't sit back and chill right now because the minute I sit back and chill, you gonna hear all kind of noises, and I just ain't got time for it. I ain't got time for it. I'm trying to have a peaceful, calm, exclusive. Ooh, like how I threw that in there. Exclusive. Production. Ooh, you like how I threw that in there, don't you? And get it over with. That's all I'm trying to do, man. But I know y'all wondering, like, well, Tyrone, where's the laptop? Why can't you do any work on the laptop? Well, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you why Tyrone can't do any work on his laptop right now. Because Tyrone smartly decided to take a 16 page 
script that I had did for Starberry for Sneaker Licking Good that I'm getting ready to actually do work on this weekend. And hopefully I can get it out to you guys by Wednesday. Wednesday for the people who rock with me on Patreon. Thursday for everybody else. But I decided to take that 16 page script and I stuck it in between my laptop. I stuck it in between the keyboard and the screen. Say what? Thinking nothing of it until I got to work. And I went to do work on my laptop and I seen that the laptop had the the glitch like it had the, 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 the color lines on the side and at the bottom and at the at the corner of the laptop it was like like it had cracked and I'm like it couldn't have cracked because I didn't do nothing for it to crack and I played with it. Say what pause for a minute. And the screen eventually went black. So I thought it was maybe something wrong with the computer altogether. I thought I was going to have to take it back. So I took it in. It's currently in the shop right now. It's been in the shop for about a week. Uh, Hopefully I'll be getting it back by the end of this week. And I can get back to doing my work on my laptop. Hell yeah. Now that we got that out the way and while I'm sitting at this desk trying my hardest not to lean back because i don't want no noises to be made into the actual microphone i broke my promise i broke my promise to myself i told myself that i was not going to get a haircut of any magnitude until the end of the year (laughs) i figured i'm like you know what i've been i've been waving i've been a waver for Ever since I was in the seventh grade. So you gotta think about it. Seventh grade, I was about twelve years old when I started waving. And I'm thirty one now. So for nineteen going on twenty years, I've been waving. And I've been the king of the waves. I've been the, the best of the best. The creme de la creme of the waves. It's a it's it's a grind, man. Getting through 60 waves is just like it's, it's a grind just like anything else you go through in life, man. You just can't. This just used to kill me about people who used to want waves. They used to get the the 360 style wave grease and they used to take like a glob of wave grease and just put it in their hand, bro. Like a glob of it. Like they just take like three of their fingers and just go and just grab a whole like a almost like a like a like a little snowball amount of wave grease and they throw it all in the hand and they rub it in and then they be like yeah yeah wrong yeah ty I'm about to be on your head in two days bro <laughs> hey, hey do your thing brother and then they take they do rag off and be like yeah you see him coming in <laughs> Like, fam, I see the residue on your head from all that grease you just put in it. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. You gotta get on my face. But that's you. That that's what used to kill me, man. That's why I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to be. I don't even want to be in the wave game no more. Cause it, it, it's 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 no it's no loyalty amongst waivers. 
<laughs> no, nobody want to share. Nobody want to share tips on how to become a a, a great waiver, man. Nobody want to share tips. I share my tips. I tell people all the time, man. Look, all I do is rag up, brush, rag up, brush, rag up, and brush. That's 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 just about it. I um, I'm always on my do rag on when I'm at work. Psh, well, you better believe Tyrone got that duty on. I'll be playing no games, man. It it it'll be rare times where I don't have my do rag on. Like I have it off for like half of the day, and then I like you know what I got to put my do rag back on, and I will put my do rag back on. Or to be it'll be times where I go a whole day without wearing my do rag. But the minute I finish doing what I gotta do, you best believe I'm slapping that do rag right on my head, no hesitation, <laughs> no hezzy. No hezo in the building. No hezo in the building. So, like I said, I had decided that I wasn't going to cut my hair at least to the end of the year because, you know, I wanted to try something different. But in the meantime, I tried something different, man. I lost, I had lost my pizzazz, bro. <laughs> I lost my pizzazz, man. Look, I know it's bad. When I put stuff up on the gram and I don't even get no love, and it's like I know I'm not getting no love because I, I I I'm looking hit, I'm hideous right now. I'm looking like I'm looking like your favorite, your favorite uncle, your your favorite uncle who 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 young but he look old, but he dress young, but he look old. He got the shoes of a fly dude, a young fly dude, but he look old. And he always got his hat or his do-rag on because he know that underneath that hat or that do-rag, it is a crime going on. He got hair all over the place. His beard ain't lined up. He just he just ain't got that same he ain't got that same spunk of pizzazz. Like I like like he just got came home from a bed and he was like, Bro, don't touch my head. I'ma do these eight years. <laughs> I'm gonna do these eight years in this jail, and I don't want you. I don't want nobody to touch me when I get out. If I get paroled in five, I'm, the first place I'm going is to the barber shop so I can get a cut so I can look back like myself, kind of like Jewels. Y'all seen Jewels when he first came home? He had the beard and all that. Man, he had to chop all that off. He had to get back to. He had to get back to Jewels. Jewels. Speaking of Jewels, y'all see how skinny that dude is, man? Like, fam was not eating no food in prison. Either he wasn't eating no food, or they was jacking him for his food. I think it wasn't the... I think nobody was jacking no for it, man. I'm pretty sure people was trying to look out for him the best way that they could. But Jewels, man, Jewels looking... Jewels looking skinny, but you know what? He, he look... No homo, but he look good. Look good. It's, <laughs> Glad to see Jewel's back out, man. Hopefully, we can get a recognizable, a decent uh, Dipset reunion album because that last album that they put out, I'm I'm not I'm not even gonna cap in for 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 my day ones who know me, they know I am a huge Dipset fan. But that album, that album was trash. I ain't even gonna I ain't even gonna hold you like that album was trash. Like. The, 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 the other members 
J.R. Ryder, 40 Cal, Hell Rail, uh, they put out a better reunion album than what Dipset did. Like, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. Like, it, it, it was still a shock to me. But look, Joel's home. Dipset about to be doing their thing. I cut my hair, man. Me and me and the barber had a five minute confusion because he he couldn't believe when I told him that I just wanted to line up and I wanted you to maybe take some something off the sides. Couldn't believe me because every time I go in for a haircut, he already know what time it is. Either I'm coming to get a line up in the taper, or I'm coming to get a cut. And when I said that I just didn't want that much taken off of the head, he like, bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> bro, what are you talking about right now, like? You you really gonna have me not cut your hair? You really gonna you really want me to have you out here looking like that? Hey, bro, just do your thing, baby. <laughs> hey, yeah, man. But I think I was in the chair for like, I think I was in the chair for like, like an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes. Cause boy, cause look, I hadn't been to the barbershop since God bless the dead. My cousin Ace passed away. And I had went the day before his his um source award type funeral. I didn't even talk about that, but oh my goodness, that was like, uh, fam! I was like, it was like I was at the source awards, bro. Like I had never been to a, and oh man, I had I, I've never been to a, a a a more unorganized event, man. Like. It was just, it was just unorganized, and then the, it was a crazy lady. She got naked. She was sitting in the, in the middle of the, in the middle of the funeral. She just got butt naked, and she just chilling and just sitting on the grass. And I'm just like, bro, like, what are we doing right now? This is how we gonna, this, 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 this is how we gonna remember my, my, my little bro. It was tough, but anyways, I had been. To- <laughs> I haven't been to the barbershop since that the day before that that event that man, but so that was in June. So I didn't go to the I didn't go to the barbershop on my birthday. I told him like like yeah fam, I'm gonna come up here. Let me get a cut before I go to Philly. You know, shout out to Philly. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a cut before I go to Philly. I was like, nah, I ain't getting nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, forget it. I ain't about to go get no cut. I get one when I come back. Came back, didn't get no cut. So I'm like, dang, man. You know what? I gotta, I gotta do something, bro. Like I gotta, I gotta do something. And um, I'm just like, okay. Since I ain't got no cut, I'm gonna just decide that I'm not gonna get a cut into the rest of the year. <laughs> I, it was funny because I was gonna make a YouTube video. I'm like, if I don't reach, because I think we got, you know, I I started the YouTube page like a couple years ago, but I hadn't been putting stuff on it. And I had, like I said, this year I had just recently started putting stuff on it. So we got, I think I got about 20 subscribers on uh on the YouTube. So I was just like, yo, if I don't hit 50, if I don't hit 50 subscribers by the end of the year, if I don't hit 50 subscribers by the end of the year, I will not cut my hair. I'm a fun guy. And I was going to actually put that video out, and then some told me, like, the heavens above was like, Daytona, do not make a promise that you cannot keep. And I'm like, oh, snap. I got to I gotta not say that because, knowing me, I'm probably going to want to get my hair cut. <laughs> so, yesterday... 
I had decided. I'm like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a go, and I'ma just get a lineup, and and go from there. But bro, when I was looking at myself in the in the long mirror, like I was looking hit. Like I was really looking like somebody's uncle that had just got out of jail, bro. Like I was really, like I was really going through it. Like it was like to the point where I'm like, I could have been the flyest dude out, but females wasn't even gonna look my way because I was like, I boy, <laughs> it was bad. So went to the barber shop and. My barber chopped it up with me for about an hour. He talked to me for about about thirty five minutes straight before he actually even put the clippers to my head. <laughs> like it's like he like he was happy to see me. You know what I'm saying? It, it was it was oh man it was it, it was interesting. And I got out and got me together. Beard looking beard looking super full right now, man. Everything everything looking good, man. You know, I'm, I I I got I got some I got some good weight on me, so I, I was boy. And then I went out today. I went to see my I went to see my pops. Shout out to pops. Came home and made a couple runs. And it was this is this is a hey, I got I got love for the big girls. It's this big girl in the, in the in the minivan. She's looking at me and she was cheesing, like cheesing, cheesing, like. Like I thought her face got like I thought she got a cramp in her uh in her jaw cheese and like it, <laughs> it was fun though I had you know I had good times when I get here cause man cause I feel like I'm the most invincible dude ever I get to look this this is how it is when I when I first get here cause bro you gonna see me on Instagram live <laughs> not Instagram live you gonna see me on the Instagram stories you gonna see me on the Snapchat stories you gonna see me post the Facebook statuses like I am like I'm really that dude then like a week into like my haircut I disappear to probably doing like one Snapchat story a day or something like that then two three four five six seven eight weeks you 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 won't you won't really see me doing nothing you won't see me doing nothing because because the confidence is gone Tell you, man, haircuts they they give you that 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 confidence, that ir, irreconcilable confidence. I don't even know if that's the word that you can use with that sentence that I just said, but I just used it. But it give you that confidence that you need to feel like you the man, and that's just what I needed. Cause I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie, I was, I was feeling down about myself, but now I'm back up, I'm back up. Before we do get into the episode, I do want to thank the six thousand plus people. Who down? Who downloaded the episode? Last episode got over six thousand uh, downloads, plays, however you want to put it. Shout out to France. Shout out to Podmas who uh, had me featured as one of the featured episodes, one of the featured shows on the website. So I, I did that, and you know, shout out to the people on the gram who checked out the uh, the little clip that of the episode that I put up. We hit about six thousand. That's the most. That's the most I've been done for an episode by far. I've done. I've done a couple thousands and and all that. Some five, six hundreds, but to do six thousand, man, that was a that's a big step. A big step. The the, the step that I was looking for, and I was kind of kind of worried because, like I said, I, it's been five months since I actually been 
on the mic talking my stuff. I sound like a rapper, bro. It's been a minute since I've been on the mic talking my stuff, man. I can't. Hey, 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 roll with that album. Like, man, I'm on the album. I'm talking my stuff, bro. <laughs> that's, that's how I sound right now. But uh, it's been a minute. And, you know, it's especially in this in this type of genre industry that you're in, man, you got to stay consistent because the minute you you slack off for a month or two months or three months or four months, you you will feel it. I slacked off for a month at one point in time and during season two when I was going through all the stuff that I was going through it was it was a month it was two months it was a month and a half you know I was just trying to figure it all out and I had you know I had lost I had lost a lot of more so a lot of listeners that I would normally have just because I wasn't being consistent that's why I'm like I put myself, I'm like, I'm not going to do it every week. I'm going to do it every two weeks. Even though this week I feel like it's going to be this episode, then it's going to be another episode because I just seen that they were going to do Bubble Awards. So I got to do a Bubble Awards show. And we actually going to get into the whole NBA episode. And, you know, the NBA Awards this episode. And I think that should be fun. Um, I'm going to compare and contrast my notes compared to what I've seen. Who got nominated and all that other good stuff So man it's going to be a good episode So I know y'all ready to get into this episode Man so let's just go ahead And we about to get into it man Episode number 7 Oh boy you know I'm serious man I, I'm hitting y'all with the I'm hitting y'all with the Old school Shout out to my son, seven and old man. We 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 here, we here. You know that last week I said that we was gonna be trash, man. Seven and old. We're gonna this year. We definitely building something towards next year. And we we ain't even full strength. Kelly Oubre ain't playing, man. Kelly Oubre ain't even playing. And we seven and old. Yes, 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 yes. I am your host, Tyron Smith, aka Round Two Exclusive, aka Mr. Hustle Bandit, aka Mr. Sneaker Bandit. Four Point Island, lock him up, wow. Nah, I wasn't feeling that. I wasn't feeling that. But I'm wild with it. I'm wild with it. Because no matter what I go through in life, and no matter how much I decide that it's time for me to change my narrative. Change the narrative of being this guy who's just so stuck up on his waves. And all he cares about is getting his angles right and all that other stuff. Forget you. I'm doing it for cuz. R.I.P. Ace. Your boy is 
Spinning around the world, spinning around the world, brush to my hair while we're spinning around the world. <laughs> Daytona 360. Alive in the flesh. And y'all already know. that I have in the covers over the windows so uh, I'm gonna just talk it up to having to be rushed and when you real when you when you when you got real bars like I do when you got real bars like I do you know look I, I'm not cast man I just you know I need a little time to you know put, put my put my lines together but I got bars baby Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm back for redemption, y'all. Talk to staff. Cause I went freestyle. I did last episode with Mad Trash, man. Dookie. So I'm coming back this week. Uh huh. You got some true bars. Uh huh. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Okay. My word game, uh, it's like my beard game. Okay, in my beard game, uh, it's like my shoe game. Okay, in my shoe game, uh, it's like my money game. Okay, in my money game, uh, it's like my car game. Woo! My car game, uh, it's like my house game. Okay, in my house game, uh, it's like my credit game. Okay, in my credit game, uh, it's like my game game. Okay, it's lit, man. Uh, Try to do my best, man. Uh, understand I'm on my best, man. Uh, I ain't never been to jail, man. Never seen the squad, man. Uh, kind of boring, man. Uh, but I'm a fun guy, man. <laughs> fun guy, indeed. Uh, mama, we made it, man. Yes. Bars, baby. I told y'all, man. I told y'all I got bars. I 
I'm killing it with the bars. I got bars all day with the bars. Because my bars is just simply barfing. I got them I got them lawyer bars. I took the bar exam and I passed it with unlimited bars. Bro, I don't know what I'm going through sometimes, man. I'll be going through it. I'll be going through it. I'll be going through it. That's why. I don't know. I don't know. I was about to say something. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm keep it to myself. But before we actually get into the festivities of this episode, man, I feel like I got to get serious on y'all for a minute, man. I hate having to get serious, man, but sometimes I feel like ignorance. Ignorance puts me in, in a position to where I really gotta get serious on people. I really don't want to do like I'm a, a fun loving guy, but I'm at the same guy. time I'm gonna call people out on them on their BS when I have to. So I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need that background music to be lowered a little bit for me. You know what I'm saying? Lower, lower, lower it down for me a little bit, cause I gotta, I gotta speak from the heart. I speak from the heart, man. Look, let me just say this. The, the 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 tributes and everything with the Black Lives Matter has been beautiful. I've, I've been super proud of what the, the league has done in terms of letting players voice their opinions, letting people know that they support the movement and everything else in between. I commend players for kneeling. And, and, and showing their support for oppression for the, 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 the people of color. I, I, I agree with it 100%. But then there's Jonathan Isaac. Who decided that he not only wasn't going to uh, kneel during the national anthem. But he also decided that he wasn't going to wear the Black Lives Matter shirt. And people went in for the most part on him. Saying he's not a, he doesn't support the cause, this, that, and the third. Just really, just really lambasting this dude for not doing what they felt needed to be done. So, a question was asked of him if he supports the Black Lives Matter movement because of the fact that he didn't, not only did he stand for the national anthem, but he also didn't wear the Black Lives Matter shirt. And that question irritated me way beyond what anything else can irritate me to. And I'm explaining to you why. I want it to be known that it is perfectly fine for you to stand on your own narrative and not have to go with the grain of everybody else. And I know y'all are like, what do you mean by that? I want, I want to, I want, I want to commend Jonathan Isaac for doing exactly what he did. For not kneeling. For not being what everybody else was doing and was kneeling. For not wearing the shirts. Look, sometimes people don't have to show that they're with the cause. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to show that you're with the cause as long as you do everything that you can or as long as you know that you're doing everything that you can to support the cause then just because people don't see it doesn't mean that it's not done 
Let me say that again. Just because people don't see it, it doesn't mean that it isn't being done. Period. You cannot have a car. And people will make fun of you for not having a car. People will get mad at you for always wanting to ride this, that, and the third. And when you gonna get your car and this, that, and the third. All this, all this crazy, all this negativity of with you not having a car. But you know, deep down, you know what's going on. You know what goes on with you when you're trying, you when you are putting money up to the side to get that car. You got. You've seen a car for $12,000 and you got $10,000 and you need a couple more checks to make sure that you can secure that money to get that car. It's okay to do things that nobody else is seeing. It's okay. It doesn't make you... That much less of a of a person who fit who who doesn't support a movement. It doesn't make you that less of a person because you don't have a car or, or none of that. I feel like we get so caught up in what we see. Oh well, he's not he 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 he's not doing this. He's not doing that. He's not he's not with the movement. It's not the case. Some people just decide that. They don't want to go with the grain and they want to do it where they're not getting where it's, it's it, the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The publicity isn't on them a hundred percent of the time. They want to do it behind the scenes. It's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. That's like somebody telling me I'm not down because I don't drink or smoke. But I make I make sure that you good. Like if, if we go out, I'm gonna make sure that you're taken care of. All this all the other stuff. But I'm not down because if we go somewhere, I decide that you know what, I'm not gonna have a drink. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna smoke with you. That doesn't make me that much less of a person. It just means that I don't glorify some of the things that everybody else does. Simple as that. So stop lambasting this dude. Like people probably don't even know that the dude is a, a minister. Donates to all different kind of charities within probably not only his community but in Orlando. He's a he, he probably is a part of the impact of getting black men or 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 people or or african americans or whatever the case may be people of color he's probably a part of a movement of getting them to be in better positions to do greater things for their community it's just that because he didn't wear the black lives matter shirt and he didn't wear he didn't kneel that we want to question his involvement in the movement and that's not fair it's not fair at all. Kind of similar to like if I wear a pair of if if I see somebody wearing if I see somebody wearing a pair of seven hundred dollar jeans, am I automatically going to assume that they're rich? You know, 
it's okay to support a movement or support a cause and not get the shine for the for you supporting the movement or the cause. It's perfectly okay. It doesn't make you that much less of a person. It doesn't make you that much more of a person. Some people are, are just private with their lives and decide and want to do things on their own terms. Don't want to get the glory and the recognition for it. Because that's what this is. You look at what the NBA players are doing. We all we're talking about how great the NBA is. And maybe he just didn't want to be a part of that. Maybe he just wanted to go on the other side and do his own thing and still have the same impact that these NBA players are having. Because what he did was a great impact. To me, what that show was. Maybe it's just one of those situations where he like, okay. I do everything that I need to do. I don't need the extra publicity. I don't need to do what everybody else do. I'm going to stand on my own too. And he stood on his own too. And I I commend him for that. We all got a voice, man. We all have a voice. And we, we all have the ability to do things to help change the narrative. And I believe he helped change the narrative. That's just my personal opinion. Now, it sucks that he's going to be out for the rest of this year and probably the all of next year because he tore his ACL. People saying that's karma. I feel like y'all y'all just ignorant. No offense, but that's just ignorant. So, John, keep doing your thing, man. Keep doing your thing. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with you. I'm rocking with you 100%, man. I'm rocking with you 100%. Because at the end of the day, sometimes it's what you do that can really help. Like, when when he did that, then I'm pretty sure that's when everything started coming out. Well, he's a minister. He does this. He does that. He, he all that. I'm pretty sure a lot of people outside of, or maybe not even people, maybe people even in Orlando didn't even know that. But the minute you... Do something like that, you get people talking. And when you get people talking, man, you 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 really start to expose certain things. And I think we expose a lot of a lot of people, man, who just want to jump on bandwagons. Oh, he's kneeling, we all have to kneel. No, that's not the case. No, not at all. He's not wearing a shirt, he doesn't support the movement. No, that's not it. That's not it. You can make a greater impact simply by standing and not wearing the shirt. Doesn't mean that you don't support the movement. It just means that maybe in that in that particular time you don't want the line. Like you don't want the 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 focus to to deter you from what the focus needs to be on. That's just my personal opinion. Miles Leonard, he decided that he wanted to stand. He said he had family in the military and he just felt that like he had to stand. You can't take that away from him. Doesn't it doesn't mean that he doesn't support the movement. You can support the move you can support the movement without kneeling. You can support the movement by not wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. Or anything Black Lives Matter matter related. 
Are you doing it because everybody else is doing it? Or are you doing it because you really feel that way? Because you don't have to do what everybody else does. You can make the same statement by doing your own thing. Or you make the same statement by standing on your own principles. So I give Miles Leonard credit for standing on his own principles. Not saying that he doesn't believe in the movement, but he has his principles and he's going to abide by those principles. Jonathan Isaac talked about the gospel and how he felt like kneeling wasn't the right way to support the movement. I can I can respect that. Especially since I know what he does for his community. He's an ordained minister and all that other stuff. And, and he's trying to change the narrative that most of the young people in this community have. That we thug, we drug dealers, we thugs. All we care about is Jordans and money and all this other stuff. And maybe he's changing the narrative that it's okay to go to college. Man. It's okay to go for four years, get your degree, get a good paying job, get a get a wife and kids and all that other good stuff. They live the American dream. Greg Popovich, he didn't stand. I mean, he stood. And he's been one of the biggest proponents. He's been one of the biggest allies. For the Black Lives Matter movement. But because he, he decided to stand. Does that mean he's not with the movement? No. Maybe he has his own reasoning as to why he wants to stand. And maybe it doesn't have to do with nothing Black Lives Matter related. And that's how we got to get off of. Because of what. If we see people not doing something. We want to instantly say. Oh well he's not down with the cause. She's not down with the cause. That's not the case. We all have our own reasoning for doing certain things. That does not mean that we are going against what the movement is. There's other ways you can get your point across without kneeling. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There's other ways you can go without wearing a shirt. Sorry. I'm sorry, but that's that's just what it is. So stop following and, and lead. Stop following and lead your own directive. I ain't got head I had to get all serious like that, man. But that that irritated me, man. That really irritated me. Oh, because he didn't stand, he's not he's not down with the movement. No. No, that's not the case. That's not the case. Because I got all the Jordan shoes. Am I connected with Jordan? No. It's because I decided to waste my money on Jordans. <laughs> it's because I decided that I wanted to go to a, a, a sneaker consignment shop. And pay $325 for a pair of shoes that I probably could have got for $200. Doesn't mean I'm connected with Jordan. Just because I got all the Gucci belts don't mean I'm connected with Gucci. You know what I'm saying? So I just felt I had to get that out there, man. <laughs> I, I, I felt I had to. I felt I had to get that out there, man. Like I said, I commend Jonathan Isaac. I I wish him well on a speedy recovery, and I hope he continues to do what he does, man. And I'm pretty sure I'm probably gonna get a lot of backlash. So I ain't even gonna front. I'm probably gonna get a lot of backlash for saying. That I commend him for not for not kneeling and for not wearing the shirt, but hey, 
It is what it is. You got to stand on your own too. And you got to really believe in what you what you doing when you stand on your own too. Because if you don't believe in what you if you don't believe in what you doing, man, you just going to fall right into the trap of everybody else. You're going to do exactly what everybody else do. Facts. That's just what it is. Now, now that I got that out the way, man, let's let's man, let's let's talk about the bubble. Let's 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 get into the bubble, man. Let's let's get into the bubble because I, I, I made I made some 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 interesting proclamations, man. So I I want to get into it, man. So first, I want to talk about Memphis. The Memphis Grizzlies are playing like the Memphis Koala Bears right now. What's really going on? Alright, so Memphis, man. Shout out to Taylor Jenkins. Shout out to Ja. Jonas, Jaron Jackson Jr. who got hurt. Who's gonna miss the rest of the year? Uh rather or not the Grizzlies make the playoffs or not. They were in the AC. They are currently still in the AC. To my knowledge, they did play Boston and the last time I did watch that game, they were down. Jumps in, Memphis probably stays in. Either way it goes, it's going to be a play-in for that eighth spot. Now, like I said, I wasn't, I'm not, a, I wasn't a big fan of it. I felt like the 16 teams that were in should have got in, and I felt that the play-in style was just a ploy to get Zion Williamson in the playoffs and to get Memphis out of the playoffs. Now that's probably still going to be the case, except for New Orleans is technically eliminated from playoff contention. Memphis though, Memphis has been on a struggle. They've only won one game, and they have one more game left. They are one and six in the bubble, and I still think they can hold on. I still think they can hold on. I still think they'll hold on to one of those spots, either eight or nine. They'll probably have to win two because I don't see them staying in that eighth spot. I see them falling out that eighth spot, but. If you miss this, you're still proud of the season because of the fact that you are you've been able to play for something meaningful. This is the this is the experience that you want your young team to go through. This is the experience that you want your your John Morant to go through, your uh, Jaren Jackson to go through, your Brandon Carson, your Dylan Brooks. These are experiences that you want those guys to go through. It's just unfortunate that it had to happen this way, and it's just unfortunate that it's probably going to put things. is going to be in the hunt. I feel like they are 
<sighs> you know, Justice Winslow, he's gonna be coming back, so that's gonna be a piece. Oh man, I feel like Memphis is a they're a legit bucket, like a guy who can really get a bucket. That like they're they that guy. If John can come into that position next year, man, Memphis Memphis is gonna be there. But it's just unfortunate, man, that Memphis is going through what they're going through. One of the worst records besides the Washington Wizards, who haven't won a game, have not won a game in the bubble, and they've been technically eliminated. So they won't be they won't be in the playing game. So almost all of the seeds are just about set for the East. And that, that playing is gonna be interesting, man. But shout out to Memphis, man. It's unfortunate y'all have to go through this. But at the same time, look, stuff like this builds character. And I feel like this is this, this is exactly what y'all gonna need for next year to build that character and continue to do y'all thing. What else we got? Miami Heat looking to prove the doubters wrong as they strive for a championship in the bubble. Alright, so when I talk Miami, man. Miami was one of them teams that I wasn't really. I'm, I'm not really feeling. I'm not. A, I'm not a big Miami fan. I feel like. I, I think I'm not a big Miami fan because I hate how people kind of throw Jimmy Butler into like this elite guard status that they try to throw him into, and I don't even think he's that elite of a player. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's just not as elite as everybody tries to make him out to be. And I hate how everybody tries to spin things that. Walls him into it being something else. Like when him and TJ Warren got into it. Oh, TJ Warren's fault. When him and when, when the situation happened in Minnesota. Oh, it's Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. And when they went down to Philadelphia. Oh, well, who's Ben Simmons? Like, like can, can that man not get any blame for anything? Maybe that's my right more so. the word for today kiss up is that they give Jimmy Butler like I, I feel like they, they 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 do too much for him I feel like he doesn't deserve a lot of credit that he deserves kind of like now I feel like he doesn't deserve the the, the, the main credit for Miami being 40 44 27 I feel like that goes to Eric Spolstra I feel like that goes to Pat Riley for getting guys to come in and, and, and buy into the system for Pat Wright for getting guys in there who's going to play, play hard, and, and not be a prima donna. Eric Spoelstra has still has to coach these guys up, and his coaching staff has to develop these guys to become the players that they are. If they're giving too much credit to Jimmy Butler, oh, Jimmy Butler is leading them to the like, no, like he's a part of it, like you know his his leadership is, is, a, is a part of it. But at the end of the day, you got to give that coaching credit. You got to give that credit to the Heat, to everybody else. Give it to Bam out of Bayern for stepping into the center role after Hassan Whiteside got traded and becoming an all-star. Give it to Gordon Dragic for being a starter for most of his career and deciding for the betterment of his team. It was probably better for him to come off the bench. Give it to Duncan Robinson for coming in, becoming a sharp shoot 3.2 guard. Give it to Kendrick Nunn for being an undrafted rookie, taking the spot from Goran Dragic and being a starting point guard. More likely than not, going to be an all-rookie first-teamer. We're going to talk about that a little later on in the episode. Give it to Jay Crowder. Give it to Andre Iguodala because they got veteran leadership just as well as Jimmy Butler. 
Andre Iguodala has championship experience, something that Jimmy Butler doesn't have. And Jay Crowder is just as playoff tested as Jimmy Butler. So let's 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 look at more aspects to it than what we feel like what Jimmy Butler is, what I feel that he isn't. But currently Miami is three and three in the bubble. They are currently the fourth seed, and if things were to end the day, they will probably end up playing the Pacers, which is probably going to be the thing now, considering the fact that Philly lost their game against Phoenix. I don't know how many more games that they have, so I think it will either be Miami and Indiana, or probably be, I don't know how it's going to go, but Miami's currently the fourth seed. Do I still feel like they can be upset? Yes. Still, if you're Miami, you're not catching Boston, so there's a good chance you're, you're probably going to fall for if, if, if anything, you want Philly to jump Indiana so you can play Philadelphia instead of Indiana because Philadelphia is banged up right now. Ben Simmons, he's going to be out for the rest of the year with a knee injury. Joel B, he had an ankle issue in his last game. He didn't play. And I just I, like I like I said last episode, I don't like the depth of Philly to be able to make noise in the playoffs against a Miami or something like that. So do I still feel like they can be upset? Yes, because I feel like in, in a series, Joel B can be the best player on the floor, and he can propel Philadelphia to new heights, and he can he can he can win it. I think he'll win a series for Philly. Considering the fact that Ben Simmons isn't going to be on the floor, so that, that floor spacing, you know, in the hip hop, you know, all the touches. And in the playoffs, you gotta, you gotta slow it down. You gotta give it to somebody who can get you a bucket. Either he can get you a bucket or he can go to the line. So, shout out to Miami. But please, please, let's get, let's get the other players on the Heat credit besides Jimmy. What else? OKC comes into the bubble. They are currently, they're currently three and three as well. But I feel that team with Chris Paul leadership, they can go somewhere. They can, they can, they can, they can do some damage, man. They can, they can do some damage. I love the three guard rotation with him, Shea Gildress and uh, Dennis Schroeder. Congratulations to Dennis Schroeder who just had a baby. Hello, Dalmari, Steve, and Adams. They have pieces. If we look at it right now, they're going to play Houston. I feel like they could they, they could possibly make noise, even though Houston is another one of my Dark Horse teams as well. Uh, so, shout out to OKC. Shout out to Chris Paul. Shout out to Billy Donovan. He became one of the candidates for Coach of the Year. And um, I like where they're going. Now, this team is interesting because they have a gang of draft picks and they have some nice veteran pieces and they got some nice young pieces. This was a team that was expected to rebuild, possibly trade Chris Paul during the course of the year. But they came together, started putting wins together. The team, the camaraderie came together and they became one of the better teams in the Western Conference. So you have to, uh, you have to figure out what it is that's going to happen with the OKC Thunder past the playoffs. How are they going to construct this team? Because they have a lot of draft capital to make a lot of damage if they decide that they feel that they can win now. And that's just what it is. One more, one more, one more. 
leave them alone. Okay, so <laughs> first of all, first of all, Dame and drop sixty-one points. Sixty-one points. And Portland is up by one with 40 seconds left to go in the game. I'm, 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 I'm watching the stats on NBA.com. He has 61 points. And he had 22 against the Clippers. And all this stemmed from him missing two free throws and not being in clutch in the last few minutes against the Clippers. And Patrick Beverly and Marcus Morris taunting him about it. Simply said he sent Patrick Beverly home when he was in Houston. He sent Paul George home last year. So when he when he missed shots and he's not as clutch as he normally is, that's a sign of respect that they go through all that they went through with all the teasing and all that because they expect him to be clutch. And which Patrick Beverly commented, tweeted, one, two, three, can't cool. Paul George said he was going home. And Dame said that Paul George switches, switches teams to, to chase championships, which is true. Y'all better leave Dame alone, man. Y'all made this man so angry, bro, that he ain't put up. Dame put up 51. The game after the Clippers, he put up 51. He put up 61 tonight. Y'all better leave this man alone. Y'all, y'all take Dame off to the point where he just he, he dropping bodies and he dropping buckets. Now, Pat Bev, look, I'm not a big Pat Bev fan, and I feel like he does the most. Fam, look, you, you're not even on the level. Dame consistently will give you a 30 or a 40 piece, and he has done that when y'all have played. So, like, what are you talking? PG, look, you had a run in Indiana. He said his run in Indiana was better than Dame's run in Portland, which I don't think I can even necessarily agree with that. Cause look, man, Dame's team, Dame's Dame team, they wasn't expected to go to the East, the West, the Western Conference Finals, man. They were not a team that you were looking at and saying, hey, they're going to be a Western Conference contender. There wasn't that. When you looked at what Indiana did, man, Indiana had the pieces, man. They had David West. They had Roy Hibbert. They had they had Paul George. They had, you know, they had pieces to where they could they could contend with Miami. But Miami was just better. When you looked at Portland, man. Portland was not a team that you was looking at, besides Dame and CJ, that you were saying, okay, this is a team that I feel like can challenge the Warriors. Wasn't the team that you were looking at to challenge the Warriors last year? I don't care what nobody says. Nobody can say that that was a that, that was a team that they were looking at to challenge the Warriors. Sorry. So, with that being said, I say Dave had the better. I say Dave's rise to the to the top. Better Paul George's rise to the top. And on top of that, Paul George. Consistently changing teams. He went from Indiana to OKC. Now he in, now he in uh, LA. Dame then with Portland, his home career. He's trying to change, bring the championship contender like mentality to Portland. And I feel like he's going to be one of them guys who's going to retire a triple Like, leave that man alone. Now, I don't think they're going to be able to meet the 
playoffs, so they ain't gonna be able to, you know, settle their issues with buckets. But I, I feel like this is a, this is a battle that uh that uh Paul George and Patrick Beverly shouldn't have picked, especially when Paul George tried to draw the sympathy card. Whoa, oh, I got all these surgeries and all that other stuff. Like, nah, man, don't don't try to draw sympathy guy because Dan was right. You switch teams, chase the championships. Thanks. Before we go ahead and end the episode, man, I'm gonna do my NBA end of the season awards. So let's get to it. NBA awards 2020. Daytona's end the season awards. So let's go ahead. We're gonna get it started, man. We're gonna start off with uh, let's start off with rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, man. Rookie of the year, Adam Mitchell. So. I have for honorable mentions. I have Brandon Clark, who has come in. He's the 21st pick in the 2019 draft. He's come in. He's giving Memphis a spark, a spark off the bench. Having 12.6 rebounds, shoots 62% from the floor. Here's another. Here's Memphis that dynamic that they have with uh, with their second unit, and I like what he's going to be able to produce for them in the future. So I'm going to give it to Brandon Clark for honorable mention. Another honorable mention I'm going to give it to is Kobe White. Kobe White struggled at the beginning of the season, but before the pandemic began to hit, he started to break out, averaging about 24, about 25 points a game. Uh, he scored 20 points in eight of the last nine games that he played in. Uh, he's a guy. He's a hurting jerky. Quick first step, all that other stuff. Interesting to see how that's gonna work in Chicago with all of the guards that they do have. But I feel like he's gonna be the guard of the future and the long way for me. Now let's get into the candidates. My number three candidate is Zion Williamson. The only reason I have Zion Williamson number three is because he played the best games in the Man, coming in, he's averaging 20 plus points. He's bringing New Orleans back to relevance. He's bringing New Orleans back into that prominent role of being one of the elite teams in the NBA. They're going to get a lot of nationally televised games next year. They brought 13 teams into the bubble in the Western Conference with the sole purpose of bringing Zion to the playoffs. And he wasn't able to help capitalize on what the NBA gifted him, but at the same time, he's going to be. Dominant force for the Pelicans for many, many years to come if they can build a squad around him and begin to win now. Number two on my list, I'm going to go with Kendrick Nunn. I talked about Kendrick Nunn with Miami. He was an undrafted rookie out of Oakland. Shout out to Michigan, baby. <laughs> but he's come in. He took the starting job from Goran Dragic and he has been very, very effective. Averaging about 15 points. That away anytime an undrafted rookie comes into a situation and plays like ready to play, number one in my rookie of the year is going to be Ja Morant. Memphis was supposed to be trash, but Ja has come in and he has become that dynamic point guard that you need to build your team around. Averaging about 18 points and seven assists. He's going to be a big part of what Memphis does. Him, 
By the way, Portland just beat Dallas. They are now the eighth seed in the playoffs. So shout out to Portland. And if this holds up, the Lakers are going to be in trouble. But we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that once everything kind of once the dust settles and I'm able to actually get prepared for this Next up, six man of the year, honorable mentions. Six man of the year. So I'm gonna go ahead, like I'm gonna do honorable mentions. Jordan Clarkson is gonna be my first honorable mention. I talked about how Utah needed a guy besides Donovan Mitchell who can get them buckets after Bogdanovich got hurt. Jordan Clarkson has been giving them buckets all year, averaging about 15 points a game in the games that he has played with Utah. Is that gonna be enough to beat Utah anywhere in the playoffs? Remains to be seen. Utah has struggled offensively in the bubble, but at the same time, you can't take away from the fact that Jordan Clarkson has been instant offense for this Utah Jazz team. Another honorable mention is going to be Davis Bertans from Washington. Now, this is a guy who had solid years in San Antonio, but who came to Washington and has really put himself on the map. One of the better three-point shooting big men in the league, he decided that he wasn't going to play in the bubble this year protect himself from getting hurt and losing out on a big time contract which I feel he is definitely going to get he has averaged 15.4 points per game he went up from 8 points per game when he played from San Antonio he could be in the running for most improved player of the year as well but I'm not and uh he's going to be a solid piece for a team who is either looking who's looking for somebody to come in and give them buckets now let's get into my three candidates. Daytona's candidates. My first candidate is gonna be Lou Will. Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou is number three on my list simply because he seems to always be in contention every single year. He is a three-time six man of the year award winner. And I feel like somebody else should Even though he's averaging just under 20 points, somebody else should and he shouldn't so part of me is kind of hating but i put him on number three number two number two i kind of been going back and forth but i'm gonna go with my trash for number two man this dude plays starter minutes he averages about 18 points a little under 18.6 to be exact he is instant offense him along with me will good man Hard working dude who comes in and he gives it his own 100% every time he steps out there on the floor. And who is also in line. A payday. In the offseason. If you don't get it from the Clippers, you definitely get it from somewhere else. Number one on my list is going to be Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder is a starter in his league. You got to give him credit for being able to. The role of being a six man, he has accepted that role very, very well. Averaging about 19 points and four assists, he is on a squad that is expected to do some big things in the playoffs. They might not get to the second, they're gonna do some big things in the playoffs. 
Let's go into my favorite category, defense. And defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year, honorable mentions. Alright, so honorable mention. I'm going with Andre Drummond. Now that might sound funny, but Andre Drummond is fifth in steals and he's sixteenth in blocks. A lot of people look at Andre Drummond and they may not feel he's that great of an elite center because of the fact of how he plays. He's not a new way center. He's not a Nikola Jokic type center who could pass the ball. He doesn't really shoot the three-pointer. He kind of plays with his back to the basket more of a rim runner and all that. But defensively, defensively, the man was able to do a little bit of impact for the Pistons and maybe not so much so for the Cavs but you can't overlook the fact that he was 5th in steals and 16 blocks so I say Andre Drummond is an honorable mention I feel he should be some get some votes another honorable mention I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Hassan Whiteside leads the NBA in block shots with 3 he started the most of the year as references recover from his brutal leg injury. Rodney Jokic is back. The side has been getting a on the bench. He got one of the hottest is going to affect him mixing going forward. But he was in a contract year. He, he, he is in a contract year. He seems to play his best when he's in a contract year. So yeah, I can say this is the reason why he's in. He played as well as he did this year. But I think it was more so of an opportunity than it was. Eighth in the NBA Western Conference, they're eighth right now. They could probably play Memphis or probably Phoenix. Portland is playing either Memphis or they're playing Phoenix right now. And let me just look and see who they will be playing. Okay, it hasn't been, good, but my guess would be it would probably be Memphis, but it should be Phoenix. Shout out to the but Hassan Whiteside should definitely be uh, getting a lot of votes for defensive player again. Now my three candidates. Thomas candidates. Number three, I'm gonna go with Marcus Smart. I'm gonna go with Marcus Smart as my candidates. Now Rudy Gobert was the third, was one of the uh, candidates for defensive player of the year. But in my eyes, Marcus Smart is one of the candidates for defensive player of the year. The Celtics are one of the best defensive teams in the league. And Marcus Smart guards everything from point guards to centers, and he does a great job doing it. He's fearless. He's effective in what he does in terms of defense. I feel that he should be one of the candidates. And if I was picking the defensive player of the year, he would be third on my list. But the NBA had to go Number two on the list is Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is also picked as one of the NBA candidates as well. Anthony Davis is averaging 2.4 blocks and 1.5 steals for the season. The Lakers is one of the top five defenses in the league, and I feel like with all of the added not all of the added glitz and glamour of LeBron being there and unfortunately passing to Kobe, a lot of a lot of the focus has been with LA. And they've been able to see Anthony Davis dominate the way that he has. So I put him at number two on my list because number one on my list is going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is leading the best defense in the NBA. Now 
stat wise, we only get a stat since now. He's not one of the leads. He's not even about to stay in the block again. But Milwaukee is the best defense in the league. If you know what I'm saying, one of the more historical defenses in the league. So I'm giving it to Giannis, who is one of the pillars of the Milwaukee defense. Most improved player. Most improved player. Honorable mention. Honorable mentions, I got Shea Gilgis Alexander. He got a free roll with the Clippers. He became a starter with the Thunder. And he went from 11 points to 20 points. He went from 3 rebounds to 6 rebounds. And his plus minus went from negative 220 to plus 160. Gotta give the man credit. Next up on my honorable mention is going to be Pascal Siakam. Pascal averaged 17-7-3 assists last year with Kawhi Leonard. This year, there's going to be a lot of questions who's going to be the primary scorer for the Toronto Raptors. And Pascal Siakam has stepped into that role, averaging about 23.5 points per game. He has Toronto in second place in the Eastern Conference. So, I got to give it. I got to put him in my honorable mentions, man. By Thomas Kennedy's. Now let's go into the candidates. NBA candidates were Bam Adebayo, Luka Doncic, and Brandon Ingram. But my candidates are for third, Fred Van Fleet. I got two Toronto Raptors in the most important part of this because I feel like these two guys will have to elevate their game. These are the two guys who have to elevate their game more for Toronto to be in a position that they're in right now. Second place in the Mr. Conference. Van Fleet went from 11 points last year to 18 points. He's averaging 6.6 assists compared to his 4.8 last year. 3.8 rebounds this year compared to 2.6. Two steals compared to one steal. I had questions about Lowry and Van Fleet early on in the season, but that guard, starting guard combination, man, poor dogs. They will get into you. They're not afraid to attack a bucket. They're not afraid to get into you defensively. I love what I see. Now, the NBA put Luka Doncic, which I don't agree with because we knew what Luka Doncic was going to be after his rookie year. So, I I have Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is a guy that I wasn't really fond of. I wasn't a big fan of his shooting percentage. Yeah, he was putting up the points, but his shooting percentage was horrendous. But as the season began to struggle along, he started to be more consistent. One of the more consistent players in the bubble. He went from 15.7 points to 23.4 points. Six rebounds to seven rebounds. Uh, two assists and three assists. Uh, his three point percentage is at 40% compared to 30% last year. He's playing with a lot of confidence. He also put Jake Brown in there as well. Boston's going to be a tough out in the Eastern Conference. Me, the most improved player is Brandon Ingram because he was a guy who was doing his thing with LeBron in LA before he got hurt. He goes to New Orleans and he's showcasing that he's going to be the primary guy for New Orleans for years to come. He went from 18.3 points to 24.1 points. He went from five rebounds to six rebounds, three assists to four assists. His three free throw percentage, three point percentage is all improved. Brandon Ingram became an all-star this year. 
Help New Orleans get into the bubble to where they could possibly play themselves into the player and playing game. They able to get it done, but it doesn't take much from the fact that he's the most important player in the NBA. Last but not least, the most valuable players are going to be these guys. Most valuable player? Honorable mentions. For honorable mention number one, I put Luca. Twenty-one team and nine. I mean, he's probably be top three, but I put him. I put him in honorable mention because these these three guys that I have has had way better seasons. I mean, maybe not as good as what Luca do statistically, but they've had really really good seasons. Uh, Dallas is one of the top tier teams in the Western Conference, even though they're kind of struggling right now. With the record currently of, let's get that record. Dallas is currently 43 and 31 at the moment. But this is a team that has exceeded expectations in my personal opinion. So I'm definitely looking for this Another honorable mention is a guy that y'all probably are going to look at me and think I'm crazy. But I put Chris Paul as my second honorable mention. You gotta look at what OKC was expected to be before and after. Westbrook, PG, Melo, they had a big three. They were expected to do big things. They traded Paul George, they get the Miller Dollar, they get a whole bunch of draft picks. They let Melo walk. They trade Russell Westbrook. This is a team that was not supposed to be in the position that they're in right now. You bring in Chris Paul, who had a tough time in Houston, couldn't really coexist with James Harden, couldn't really be effective in the system that they wanted to run, considering the type of point guard that he was. He comes into Oklahoma City with Billy Donovan, and he has those boys balling out of their mind right now. So, how can I not put Chris Paul in the conversation for most valuable player? Even though it probably would have been Anthony Davis, but I put Chris Paul there. My top three. Let's get it. Daytona's candidates. James Harden, he seems to do it every year, man. Averaging 34. 34 points. There was a lot of questions about what him and Westbrook was going to be able to bring to each other offensively. It was only one ball and you had two ball dominant guards on the same team but they made it work Houston is one of the better teams in the league with the current record of 44 and 26 at the moment even though they lost today to the Spurs they're going there on my dark horse in the Western Conference so I feel like they can get to the conference finals if need be this is a team that you look at and you say you don't understand how they win but they, they stick true to their system and they stick true to who they are as an offense, but their defense is so much better. James Harden is a better defender than what he was when he first came into the league and when he first came to Houston. Much better. Number two, LeBron James. LeBron James is in his 17th year. He still dominates like he's in his eighth year. He makes everybody better. Averaging about 25, 10 assists. He leads the league in assists. He's probably going to be one of the oldest players to lead the league in assists. Eight rebounds. He's the, the team's point guard. He guards the best perimeter player. 
he he does it all. He does it all. And it's going to be very interesting to see what LeBron can do in the playoffs, especially if Portland is there. It's going to be a good matchup. Last time they matched up, I don't know if it really counts because it was the first game since the passing of Kobe. But Portland did win that game. So it's going to be interesting to see how that that matchup comes about. But LeBron James, for everything that he's done in his 17th year, he's my number two. My most valuable player this year is Giannis Antetokounmpo, who won last year. And he will probably be a back-to-back MVP. He's fourth in scoring, fourth in rebounds, top 30 in assists. He does it all for Milwaukee. He anchors that Milwaukee Bucks team that is one of the best defensive teams, if not the best defensive team in the NBA. He's even improved his range from three. He takes more than what he used to. He shoots at about 31%, still below average, but at the end of the day, it's you know, the fact that he's willing to take those shots, and he can potentially make those shots. So, Giannis... Continuing to get better, Milwaukee, one of the elite teams in the Eastern Conference, a team that could really do some damage if they can put it all together. They're getting some guys back healthy. Eric Bledsoe just came back. Eric Connison just came back. So Milwaukee's going to be a team to watch out for. I'm really looking forward to what could be a Milwaukee-Toronto series. Coach of the Year, candidates. And for my Coach of the Year, I got Billy Donovan just because of uh, Budahoser, I think we knew what Milwaukee was. We knew what uh, Nick Nurse in Toronto was. We didn't know what uh, Billy Donovan in the Thunder was. And they're one of the more better teams in the league. So I had Billy Donovan as my coach of the year. And now we got to end it off before we get to the 60 seconds or less. We're going to end the episode off with my All-NBA teams. All-NBA first team. NBA first teams. I got James Harden, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. That is my All-NBA first team. All-NBA second team. All-NBA second team. I got Dame Lillard. Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, and Joel Embiid. All NBA third team. All NBA third team. I'm gonna go with Trey Young over Kemba Walker. I had Kemba Walker, but I'm gonna go Trey Young. So I'm gonna go Trey Young, Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram, Bam Adebayo, and I'm gonna go Nikola Jokic for third team. Center is just just hard. I got Anthony Davis as a center. So, that, that, that's what really was hard. Because, all things considered, if I if I had it the way I had it, I, Anthony Davis was going to be on the second team. He definitely didn't have second team worth numbers. Let's go into the all defensive teams. All defensive first team. All defensive first team. I'm going Chris Paul, Marcus Smart, Giannis, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert. All defensive second team. All defensive second team. Drew Holiday, Patrick Beverly, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Hassan Whiteside. All rookie first team. All rookie first team. We're going to go John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, Rui Hachimura, Zion Williamson, Jackson Hayes. All rookie 
second team. All rookie second team. We're going to go with Kobe White, RJ Barrett, Brandon Clark, Eric Pascal, and PJ Washington from the Charlotte Hornets. And that's been my NBA award. So let's go ahead and kick the episode off. If you want to know guys who just never want to listen to me ramble on and on and on, let's let's go ahead and let's 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 wrap it up in 60 seconds or less. That was a lot to take in. Let's summarize this episode for those who don't know what's going on in 60 seconds. Alright, so we're wrapping this episode up in 60 seconds or less. This is what I took from the episode. Don't let my hair grow out as long as I let it grow out because at the end of the day, I know that I'm not going to get the same love that I get when I got the crispy crispy cut with the beard and the waves going. Look, it's okay to stand on your own narrative. Quit bashing Jonathan Isaac for feeling what he felt was absolutely best for him. Just because you don't believe in something that somebody else doing doesn't believe, you don't believe in the cause at all. Phoenix is going to the playoffs. Portland's going to be a terror for the Lakers. My all-NBA team, defensive team, and rookie teams are lit. You can't get no better than that. Give other players credit on Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler is not the sole reason that Miami is in the position that they're in. And it's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. I'm happy to be back. I need my laptop back because doing this episode in this chair was torture. And that's been the episode. I appreciate y'all rocking out with you. Anyway, I'm getting ready to sign out. I'm Tyrone Smith. Roll to exclusive hustle bandit, sneaker bandit, full point out of lock em up wrong. They told us 360. Go subscribe to the exclusive breakdown YouTube channel. That's the exclusive breakdown. Follow Exclusive Breakdown on Instagram at Exclusive Breakdown. Go buy you a curly head assassin t-shirt at tpublic.com slash Exclusive Breakdown. It's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on that I'm, that I'm really getting into. Can't really get into it. If you're a patron, man, you, you'll, know what's, you, you'll know what's going on going forward if you're a patron. So sign up for patreon.com slash exclusive breakdown. You can do it for as little as two dollars per month. And you get a lot of dopeness of dope stigmatis that I'm doing over there. So man, like I said, I appreciate y'all rocking out with me, man. I'm getting ready to sign out. So I will holler at y'all in two weeks. tuning in follow the show on facebook and instagram at exclusive breakdown and if you're looking for bonus content that's not offered anywhere else check out patreon.com slash exclusive breakdown talk to you soon no seriously it's on the calendar there's no backing out Did you feel that? 
That's your soul re-entering your body. Take time to get yourself back together and tune in for a brand new episode soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.